Hey, all you nostalgic DJs. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I am Nick Aloysius Gunning and I've seen them all. I'm trying out a new stage That'd be, that'd be awesome like that? if that was your middle name. I know. Yeah. It's not. Oh, no. What are you going to do? It's not. No. You can no, find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. This week we're covering episode four point five, Radio Days. Days. With a Z. All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The week need not apply. This episode originally aired on October 6th, 1993. Uh, Not much going on in the world of TV and movies, but uh, we did get, on October 8th, Demolition Man, starring Sylvester Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. Weird that Sandra Bullock is in that movie. Every time I see that, I'm like, well, that's strange. I have never (laughs) seen this movie. Sandra Bullock has range. She does, I know. She can just do it all. I agree. So... Um, on October 6th, Michael Jordan announced his first retirement from basketball. He oh, okay. will come back and retire several times. Like a, it's a, it's a Brett Favre situation. Okay. Nick, as you All know, right. Brett Favre. Oh, sure. I was going to say that and leave you to it. So, uh, so this was the first time that he retired. Um, on October 7th, Toni Morrison was awarded the Nobel prize for literature She was the first African-American woman to do so. She wrote things like Beloved, Jazz, God Help the Child, and Song of Solomon. Have you read Toni Morrison? I actually really like God Help the Child. You know, as I was researching it, I was like, I don't think I've read any Toni Morrison. Song of Solomon is one of her more famous ones. and That's the first one that I read, and I wasn't quite getting the vibe. But God Help the Child, I, I really liked. And Toni Morrison read the audiobook and her oh. voice was amazing like her reading of that book probably gave it an extra star for me because it was just so good so i i really like god help the child does she write um novels or is it only poetry oh no no it's mostly novels oh mostly novels okay cool. beloved and, and song of solomon god help the child these are all novels oh, okay gotcha um the Nobel Prize website says, as the motivation for the award implies, Toni Morrison is a literary artist of the first rank. She delves into the language itself, a language she wants to liberate from the fetters of race, and she addresses us with the luster of poetry. Mm. High praise. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a look beyond the zip code. Trevor Donovan, who's best known for playing Teddy Montgomery in the CW years of 90210. So this is a character that Kendra knows nothing about. I know nothing. For I am the novice. You are the novice, yeah. Well, that's I would say that's probably what he's best known for, but uh, he's becoming a staple in Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Like, those seem to be his bread and butter. I remember when we first started this podcast, he was starring in some... I wish I could... It was like Fall and Order or something like that. It was some, like, Hallmarky fall-themed movie that we talked about. But (laughs) anyway, in 2020... He starred as Lieutenant Billy Jenkins in the USS Christmas. <laughs> I just love that title. I <laughs> it's just, great. I can't get over it. I, I love it. 
in the USS Christmas Maddie, a reporter for the Norfolk newspaper embarks on a tiger cruise during Christmas time, where she meets a handsome naval officer named Billy Jenkins and stumbles upon a mystery in the ship's archive room. So it's Christmas romance mystery. So that checks a lot of boxes, Kendra. It does, yeah. I, I have been on a tiger cruise. Have you? I have. Did yeah. you stumble in a mystery in the ship's archive room? Uh, no, that would have been great. I did get very seasick oh. the first night. Oh, okay. Wasn't expecting that, but I did. Yeah. Well, that's different from solving a mystery, but a good story nonetheless. Yeah. All right. Well, should we get into the episode? No. I'd love to, yeah. No, we're going to see. Synopsis. We're, we're going to look at the synopsis. Yeah. I, I thought forgot. that's what you meant. How does, it, how does the show work? It. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, so our synopsis for Radio Days. Donna is fed up with the graveyard shift and is planning to quit the radio show despite David's objections. Brenda goes on a job hunt and ends up working with Jim Walsh. Andrea, great idea. Yeah, super great. Nothing could go wrong there. Andrea comes to learn that her pal, Dan, is actually her English professor. And John wah, wah, wah. Sears continues his pursuit of Kelly. Yes, pursuit is putting it lightly. Is what I, I would say. His stalking of Kelly, that's the better word, I yes. think. Yep, yep. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Well, this week the episode is directed by Richard Lang and written by Richard Gullens. Oh, a couple of Richards. A couple of Richards. What do you, what do you a say? A pair. A pair of Richards. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we see the return of recurring players Matthew Peretta, Brooke Thies, Jennifer Grant, and Paul Johnson as Dan, apparently Professor Dan Rubin. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Sumner, Celeste Lundy, and the skeevy John Sears. So he's, Zachary Throne returns in his... Sorry, did you have one? No, what, no, what no. We'll get into it later. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Zachary Throne returns in his recurring role as radio manager Howard. Best Howard. known for his role as Mark Winkle on California Dreams. California Dreams, to me, was always like the off-brand Saved by the Bell. It was. <laughs> I was never... It sounds like I was like never <laughs> into that show. But some people were. I one of my friends from school preferred Saved by the Bell, the new class, and I just couldn't. I mean, how do you continue a friendship with someone with that kind of taste? There's always, I don't know. There's always someone who's got to prefer the off-brand. Ted Hayden makes his first of three appearances as Doctor Petty, Doctor Petty, <laughs> the poetry teacher. Known for his role in the miniseries Favorite Son and a recurring role on Growing Pains, his final role came in 1999 when he voiced the character of Nadal in the video game Star Trek, Hidden Evil. Ooh. All right. Now do you, now do you want to get in the episode? Yeah, now let's do it. Now that we've, okay. uh, you know, yeah, that's fine. dotted all our I's and crossed all our T's. All right. We start at Katie D's, Kelly Donna Davids. <laughs> it is the first day of classes. They hadn't started classes yet. I I, I guess know. I was like, oh, okay. Now we're starting. Here we go. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> in Minnesota, they're like on their finals. <laughs> uh, Donna's still tired, Nick. If you remember mm. from last episode, she was incredibly tired. She Donna was still tired. Yeah. Keep them coming. She's still tired. Um, she got home at like 6.15 in the morning and now she's up for classes and she's yeah. she's not handling it all very well. Kelly no. is very excited about the first uh, day. She like got up super early, and she like couldn't go back to sleep. She was so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna goes to wake up David, who basically is just like, "I got that. I'll get up. Leave me alone." 
the weird like tent situation he had in that room was confusing to me <laughs> like i i guess he was trying to block out the sun but oh, i was like yeah. is he living in the living room what am yeah. i looking at it was very confusing it was yeah, just like it's an square scraps of fabric i didn't understand it it's a guy's room yeah i don't i don't know it's a guy's room yeah, yeah with sure. colored scarves all over the walls mm-hmm. all right so at on campus everyone is running to class um and i wrote here nick remember how great college was did you enjoy yeah. college i had a great time in college it was yeah. great i know i really enjoyed it me too no complaints <laughs> um andrea and donna are in english class together and dun 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 dan is the professor right so away so he's the I ra this. he's the ra and he's the professor yeah that doesn't really make sense to me i don't understand that at all. ra is I a was, full-time job i would say yeah 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 i was wondering if it was a situation where he was like you know like a like a ta that's what you know, i was like thinking taking but it really but they didn't haven't like said it. that no he's the no, only one not. in there he's leading yeah. the classes yeah shaming students in front of other students he's really he's diving in i can't tell you at least they acknowledge it but i can't tell you how much i hate andra being entangled in some like weird relationship with a man in authority above her i hate it yeah. we've done it so many times at this point i know but i like i like him i, I like him too i just I don't know. I know. You're I you're right. It is it is the same and and Donna brings it up later, which we'll yeah, we'll, we'll get right. to. Um okay, so in poetry class, Dylan oh, and guy. Dylan and Brenda are are in poetry class together. Uh Brenda's looking through the classifieds for a job. Yeah. And uh yeah, the professor starts and he's like, Everything is rhythm. And he's like talking really slowly. I shall mold your young minds. (laughs) You will learn the language of love and meter. It was just like, dude, this is poetry 101. Pump (laughs) the brakes. Yeah, and Dylan is like, he's like, here we go, Bren. (laughs) Yeah. Though I really couldn't tell if Dylan and Brenda were like into it or making fun of it. No, I think they were making fun of it. Making fun. Okay. At least Dylan, Dylan, I think, was making fun of it. All right. Uh, around campus, Brandon and Steve are getting out of class. Steve already thinks he has too much homework on the first day. Uh, yeah. He uh, he's he's there to party, not to do homework. Yeah. And he, he they has have to, to read go... forty five pages. Yeah, 45 that's the homework. Forty five pages. Yeah. Uh, so he's off to help the keg guys. They're planning a party. Of course. Brenda is heading to Maxwell's to see if she can get a job there, which is apparently where Celeste works. And after Brenda leaves, Steve tells Brandon that he's actually going to break up with Celeste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's too he much man. He's too much yeah, man. He for doesn't want to be tied down. No, he doesn't. Uh, he's pretty much an idiot, but whatever. He's the worst. He's the worst. At Maxwell's, Brenda had her interview, but she feels like it just went okay. Celeste says she'll put in a good word for her. And Brenda's and keep like... keep in mind, Brenda does have experience in a job like this. Because in that Christmas yes. episode, she worked in a clothing store. Yes, she did used to work in a clothing store. Um, Brenda then is like, oh, I'll see you at the pool party tomorrow, right? And Celeste was not told about the pool party. Steve had because not Celeste mentioned it is... to her. 
Celeste is not in college, right? She's not going to I, college. No. I, I, think she I says, got the feeling she, she, I mean, she's older than Steve, right? Yeah, a little bit older, like, yeah. a couple of years older? She makes, I don't remember if it's this episode, but there's, I think maybe it is at the pool party. She says something like, if my junior college did this kind of thing, I probably wouldn't yeah. have dropped out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she so did I say think, that. I think she gave college the old college try. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> and it wasn't for her. <laughs> so here she is at Maxwell's. Yep. Back at KDD's, Donna is grilling and David is inside playing music very loudly. Um, and he asks her like, oh, listen to this. And should we play this? And should we do this? And she's just like, I don't care. You choose. Yeah. And this annoys him. And so finally she's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm dying. I need to yeah. quit. I, I can't stay up all night anymore. This obviously upsets David. Sure. He, because they were hired as a pair. Right. Um, so he thinks that he is also going to be let go if she yeah. quits. Um, and he is very mad about it. I think this is just straight up not cool. Because... Of Donna? Yes, because she's just like, well, sorry, I'll do tonight. But that's my last night. Like, no notice, no conversation. Yeah. And this is like David's dream at this point, yeah, you know? Yeah, but it's also... Speaking of which, is David a pop star? Yes or no? What? Have we... Have, is David a pop star? Where did we land about that? <laughs> because we haven't talked about it in a long time. I just wonder. Uh, at the he's... moment, no. <laughs> okay. I would say. Um, but I also think he is not being very sensitive to like how hard it is for her. Oh, sure. So yeah, I think it's just, I, they, just think... I think they just shouldn't have said yes in the first place, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably true. I just think it at least merits a conversation of like her backing. You know what I mean? Like rather than just being like, I will give you one more night and that's it. Yeah. You know, like I think it would have been like, let's go talk to him together or let's see if we can find a replacement or just, nothing. There's just nothing. So I think yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah. John shows up with a big bouquet of flowers for Kelly and turns Ugh. out he followed her home. Yeah. So yeah. that he could give her those. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, in no way is that a reasonable excuse. Because if he just wanted to give her flowers, just give her flowers at school. Yeah. For one. Yeah. There's just no excuse for him, like, sneaking around in the bushes behind her, like, trying to figure out where she lives. That's so skeevy. He, I hate it. The whole, this whole episode, just major creeper vibes. Oh, definitely. definitely. And I don't understand. I mean, I know that things are rough, or not... I guess they're rough between her and Dylan right now. That's the only explanation I can find for why she is being interested in him at all because of how awful he was to her. Yes, but I think it goes a little deeper than that. I think, like, in their history together, you know, she was probably hurt by what she did, and he was, like, an older guy and everything. So I think now she's kind of falling into those old habits of feeling, you know, like she's interested in him or wants him to like her, wants him to think she's cool. I sort of think that's really what's at play with her. Maybe sort of a hero worship thing. Yeah. I get that, but it just... Oh, it's still, yeah, it's still gross. It's not a good look for Kelly, and it's a terrible look for John. Yeah. So she reminds him that she has a boyfriend, 
And he's yes. like, I respect that you're in a relationship. And I was like, but do you? <laughs> I don't think, I think he objectively does not respect yeah, that. Yeah, this is like the opposite of that. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't give up easily. And I was like, <laughs> run away. Yeah. Okay, at, um, yeah. <laughs> at Steve's house, he and Celeste are like making out on the bed. And I was like, wow. What the heck? He's like making out with what her and he's going to break up with her. Um. Yeah. And she Well, it's not unlike Nikki and Brandon back yeah. in the day. Nikki mm-hmm. had already planned to break up with him. Or when uh, Peter Krause sent Andrea a Dear Andrea letter. Yeah. And she just thought they were together for like an extra three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is where I wrote first I wrote John is a creeper. And then right after that I wrote Steve is the worst. So uh the bros aren't having a good showing here in Nano Two nope. this week. Nope. Um Celeste starts talking about how they first met and Steve Steve is kind of trying to drop hints of like I don't know if I'm that kind of guy yeah. who I'm not can stick very tight baby yeah um but she uh she starts talking about we don't have to go to a movie and so yes. of course he's all into that yeah. and uh yep. you know loses sight of what he was trying to say he sure does at the Walsh house I just wrote Gettysburg address question mark I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, yes. Yes. Brandon was talking about how uh, the Gettysburg Address was sort of panned when it first came out. The New York Times had like a scathing review of the Gettysburg Address. That's right. Which was SNL fodder when Taron Killam was that character who reviewed (laughs) historical documents and things. Do you remember that? (laughs) No. Well, Um, it's true. Brenda had no luck job hunting. Brandon suggests that she talk to Nat. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Don't even say her name. Um, but she's then she starts talking about she's worried that um, after college there's not going to be any jobs Mm -hmm. uh, for them out there so well Brenda has no skills so yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe a real concern yeah yeah. so Jim suggests that she come and work for him but she says she says no she turns him down yeah, those two don't have a volatile relationship. I think put them in a workplace together is probably the way to go. Yeah. In I foresee An- no problem. <laughs> Andrea's dorm room. Donna is struggling with the assignment Dan gave them, which is to write about themselves or something. Yeah. Tell a story about themselves. Um, the space is really limited. That's the issue. Space yes. is limited. Yes. And... Um, Donna asks Andrea if she thinks that she's selfish and then starts going into, you know, the radio and dropping David and leaving him, you know, alone. And uh, Andrea tells her, if you want to make it work, you're going to have to commit to it. Like you either need to be all in or just, or not. Yeah. I, I wrote here, Andrea and Donna are friends, but I got to say, I'm enjoying there's been a lot of weird pairings this year. And I think that's another thing they're doing to sort of keep up with the mojo, you know, like they've been able to stick there the landing. Been a of couple not Donna Andrea pairings. No, there has, there has, but you know, I'm thinking of like, we get some, some, uh, Brenda David later and we get, you know, just groupings that don't make a ton of sense based on the majority of, of scenes we've had before. But I think by, you know, doing the transitions that they're doing and using characters in different settings, like different, like these three characters together, for example, 
I think is a good way to sort of keep the show fresh as they make this weird transition to college. So I've got lots of complaints, but I still got to give them props for that. <laughs> Dan drops in, wants to know if, uh, if Andrea wants a soda and Donna makes a comment about how cute he is. And Andrea's like, he's a teacher. And Donna says like, that's ever stopped you before brings up yeah. the drama teacher. And Stupid she specifically says, you were always flirting with Gil Myers. Which, again, like, is putting it all on Andrea, which I think is just really lame. Yeah. Yeah. But at least people were noticing and not just us. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on the one hand, I'm glad they acknowledged it, but I just think it's sort of lame storytelling to have Andrea, like, only interested in men who have power over her. I just think that's a real kind of kick in the teeth to that character that's supposed to be strong and independent. Yeah, you know, I that agree. she just has a crush on every teacher, every yeah. authority figure. <laughs> Stupid. Well, she didn't know that he was her teacher. when. But it's certainly not going to stop her. No, that's true. You know? That's true. And even when he wasn't her teacher, he was still like the RD. You know, he yeah. was still an authority figure, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, around campus, John is talking with Kelly again. Um cool. And she's like, here comes Dylan. And so he skedaddles out of there. Um, he says, but he says, I'm only leaving so I don't have to share you with anyone. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. You're gross. Dylan comes up and says that the author of the book he's reading is on campus that day doing a lecture. Yeah. So he wants to go to that. Um, mm -hmm. But she wants him to come to the pool party. And I guess they're at the same time. Yeah. And then they get into kind of a fight. She says that he's selfish and it's just like Paris. And he's like, no, this isn't like Paris. You're not alone here. Like you have other people that you can go to things yeah. with. But and... I do feel like in a way he was sort of copying that he was a jerk in Paris oh, by yeah. just abandoning her. So like that was something. Yeah. But I really was like on team Kelly for this argument here, even though she's being stupid with he's John just, Sears. Like he's not putting in any effort to their relationship. He's anymore. not even feigning interest in no. their relationship. You know, he's just kind of like, Hey, what's up? You know, yeah. Yeah. if it doesn't conflict with what he's already planning, like he will spend time with her. Yeah. Stupid. So she says, don't worry about me. Don't worry about us. And she storms off. Yeah. Later on, Steve um, tells Brandon, or Brandon's like, how did Celeste take it? And he says, I let her down easy, um, which confused me. And then Leslie walks yeah. up and he's all flirty with Leslie. Yeah. And then <laughs> after Leslie leaves, he's like, actually, I didn't break up with her and I invited her to the pool party. <laughs> <laughs> so he failed. Yeah. So he's still attached. At the radio station, the manager, I forget Howard. what his name, Howard, is having an intense phone conversation when Donna walks in and yeah. it doesn't go well. And Donna's like trying to explain why she's yeah. there. And he just like, while she's talking, ushers her into the radio booth and sits her yeah. down and puts the headphones on and is like, you're on the air because my person didn't show up. All due respect like to that. that actor, but ponytails doing all the work in that scene i think <laughs> it's really the show do. yeah anyway you say just like that yeah so then donna does her thing where she just goes on and on and on oh, about hey. something yeah. Lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> i got listen Kendra. i feel like we've been doing this show long enough that i can confide the secret that i've been hiding from you all this time oh dear donna is my least favorite character 
of all characters. I'm never That's interested fair. in Donna. It's fair. Never interested in the Donna story. I hate all of her little like, <laughs> like Cupid doll giggles. She makes me crazy. She makes me crazy. <laughs> she, I don't know. She has her moments for me that I okay. like, but all right. She's definitely not the top she, of my list. She does that little Cupid doll laugh, which drives me crazy. But we get a little taste of Steve's baby voice in this, which I think is my least favorite thing about the series. So I'll tell you when we get there. I'll okay. tell you when we get there. Yeah. Uh, around campus, Brenda is looking at the job board, and uh, is it Steve and Brandon who walk up and they're they're both like part time fortune teller? Yeah, that's like one of the jobs right. on the yeah. board. <laughs> yeah. But then Brenda sees an ad for a production assistant for a famous TV producer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So she goes to that interview and she's just gushing about wanting to be an actor and this would be her foot in the door and, right. oh, she loves the show that he did and blah, blah, blah. And then she finds out that it's actually like a daycare worker. It's mm -hmm. the taking care of the kids of right. the people who work on set. Right. Um, so she would be a babysitter slash production assistant. Mostly babysitter. I feel like if you were in that position hiring that and she came in gushing about how much she wanted to be an actress, I think you'd be so sick of hearing that. You'd just be like, no, thank you. You know? Yeah. I think you'd have a rule of like, no, I don't want any aspiring actors. In there, but <laughs> it works. You for have them, to so, have you know. no interest in show yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back at the radio station, Donna did a great job. And uh, Howard is like, the spot's yours. You, uh, you now are, gonna do this slot forever kendra that's great news kendra so her and david can have the day slot oh bad news there david okay. is actually gonna stay yeah. on the two to six a.m slot okay huh so that's a real letdown yeah this is the question i have could david not just do both who cares he's awake yeah. at that time anyway you know what i mean like can't they i mean if they want can't they just both do both i don't think there was ever really any i don't know it seems but, like David could yeah. stay in the graveyard shift and they could both just do the daytime, but whatever. Yeah. That makes that, I didn't even think of that, but yeah. I don't find Donna charming. That's the other thing. They always put her in these situations where it's supposed to be like, she's super charming, but to me, it just seems so forced. I and appreciated corny. her role in the last season as the voice of reason. I liked that too. I like that much better than the so, shenanigans. Donna. Yeah, no, I don't like shenanigans, Donna. Um, at Jim's work, Brenda is there. Jim says he's very proud of her. And she is basically like, is the job still available? And he does give, give her the job. And as soon as he gives her her first assignment, I was like, nope, nope, this isn't happening. He gives her a package that she has uh -huh. to deliver to someone by 9 p.m. It's yeah. very important. Right. And she says, okay, great. I just need to stop by this party first. Why wouldn't right she there. deliver the package first? I know. And why wouldn't Jim be like, mm, I need, you know, get it over there right now. Like, why would you ever, why would you ever play that game? You know, just, yeah. she's got to go. She's got to go do it. Yeah. I never even entertained the notion that, 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 that contract. Was I mean, the, the party went time. late. Why couldn't she just be like 30 minutes late to the party? Right. Yeah. Go exactly. deliver that thing. Yeah. Done. Yeah. If I was delivering something very important, I would I would want to be done with it before I went to a party. I would. Be I wouldn't want to be thinking about it. No, that something would like happen to it in the car. I don't know. I just wouldn't. 
I would just get that done yeah. and then go to some like party that but I don't not want Brenda. Person, but not, not Brenda. Brenda. Not Brenda. At the pool party, Celeste shows up and uh, she sees Brenda. I forget who she sees there. Um, and she's saying like, no, I'll wait to eat until Steve is here. And then she looks in the pool and he's like picking up Leslie and yeah. throwing her he's and like wrestling her. with yes. her in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's Brandon she's talking to. Because then Brandon yeah. says, if you keep getting jealous, Steve will drive you crazy. And I was like, Brandon, yeah. that's not I, the right I thing know. to say there. I know. The right thing yeah. to say is Steve is a jerk. You should, pr- you should probably leave him because yeah. he doesn't no. deserve I you. Know. That's the right thing to say. He's basically being like, well, it's your own fault for thinking Steve's going to be a decent person. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much what he's saying to her. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, we both know Steve. He's not yep. going to, you know. <laughs> so she picks up a beach ball and hits it, hits Steve in the head with it. Really whips him in the head with that beach ball. <laughs> yeah. And um, makes a snide comment about, like, how lonely he seems without right. her there. And she storms off. Then we see John and Kelly are hanging out because Dylan did not come to the party with her. So she's hanging out with John. David is meeting Donna's sorority sisters. And they bring up, oh, we heard you on the radio today. You were amazing. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, and David didn't know about that. So she's trying. So then Donna tries to explain to him what happened. Classic (laughs) TV thing where she doesn't explain it well at all. Yeah. So he uh, he is very upset Amen. when he finds out he has to stay and she's going to take, which here is where I am like, this isn't cool. Yeah. It's not cool for her to take that slot. No. When it's really David who wants it. Right. Right. Yeah. Not, not cool. No. Um, so, yeah. So he's he's very upset with her about that. And tells her, why don't you go dance by yourself? (laughs) Then Dylan shows up and sees John and Kelly. Yeah. They're not doing anything. They're just standing together talking and getting food. It's intimate, though. It's It's flirty. It is flirty. You would not walk into that. But they're they're not wrestling in the pool, so. No, no. But if you were the significant other of one of those two people and you walked and that's what you saw, you'd be dead. Yeah. So Dylan walks up to them and meets John and is incredibly cold to him. So John asks where Dylan's going to pledge. And he says the crack house. (laughs) Uh, And John's like, okay, bye then. (laughs) And he leaves. Kelly's like, well, we could fight now or we could hang out because I assume that's why you're here. And so they decide to just hang out together at the Very mature. Yes. At Andrea's dorm, Dan is wondering why she isn't at the pool party. And it's because she's trying to finish her assignment for his class. And he, like, grabs her chair and pushes her, like, wheels her out the door. Which was cute. What? Back at the pool party, Celeste is sitting alone while Steve is hanging out with his keg buddies yes his fellow pledges his bros and yeah she's super bored brenda shows up and we hear there's going to be a dance contest of course kelly wants to dance but dylan doesn't so no they don't they sit it out 
Brenda, um, or Donna comes up to Brenda and wants her help because David is, uh, you know, upset, upset. with her. And so she, like, makes some jokes like, hey, been here before? My name's Brenda. I'm a freshman. And uh, <laughs> that makes him laugh. And then she gets him to do the dance contest with her. Of course. Leslie walks up while Steve is talking to Celeste. Leslie comes up and like grabs Steve and is like, Hey, let's go dance. And Celeste is like, bye bye. I'm out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yep. So then Leslie asks Brandon to dance and Andrea's like, Oh, Leslie. Oh, sweet, innocent (laughs) Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone is on the dance floor except for Kelly, Donna, Brandon, and Dylan. Yeah. Celeste is leaving while Steve is like protesting. He's like, it's fine. Like, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't going to dance with her. It's fine. And she's like, no, this is no. I've been sitting alone all day. Which I'm totally with her on that. There was a pair of purple overalls in one of the shots in here, and it really took me back to the (laughs) 90s. Yes. Really did. Yes. Yeah, we get lots of, like, shots of people dancing and, like, the camera's, like, going through the crowd while they're dancing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brenda (laughs) and David are dancing all over each other. Oh, they are. They are. Disgusting to me. (laughs) Disgusting. I wrote, ew, it's gross. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it is a little grindy. It's a little grindy. It's very grindy. Yeah. While Donna is watching them, but... It works because they do win the dance contest. So they sure do. Good for yeah. them. And then yeah. they throw David in the pool. Then Dylan throws John in the pool. He, he pushes does. him he in the pool. Pushes him right in. Yep. And then everyone jumps in the pool. And Which I was uh, very nervous about. So many people yeah. jumping just on top of each other in a pool. Very yep. dangerous. Yep. Uh, but you know what? All is forgiven. Yeah. Uh, Donna and David go back to kissing. Dylan and Kelly go back to kissing. Forgive it. Everything's fine. Yeah. After the pool party, so it's nighttime now, David apologizes to Donna for how he was acting. And he talks about how being on the radio took him from being like this really dorky person to a cool person. And um, he thought that maybe he couldn't do it on his own without her. Uh, So that made him upset. Yeah, he said in high school he went from a geek to a celebrity, like, overnight. And that's true. That's it really how true. it went with the episodes. Yeah. It was like, David who? To him being like, it's David Silver. <laughs> like, to him being the vice president. So, the, yeah, 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 the vice, vice principal. principal. Yeah, yeah, real quick. as a quick turnaround. <laughs> um, so then they meet up with Brenda, and they're all getting ready to leave. And Brenda opens her car door and sees that, uh-oh, she Oinks. didn't deliver the thing she was supposed to deliver. Oh my gosh, what an unforeseen complication. Yeah, so she peels out of there to take it to the office. Yeah, she does. At the Walsh house, Steve is like, you know what? I think maybe I messed up here. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe yeah. I made a I'm bad decision. Reflection. I like that. A little interest. Yeah. Yeah, they're all eating ice cream during the scene mm-hmm. as well. Of course, yeah, you got to. You have to. Very and, golden girls. Yeah, and Brandon's like, I think you have to beg. I think that's really the only thing you can do Yeah. in this situation. And somebody calls somebody Mr. Green Jeans, and I didn't know what that meant. Yes, I 
I sort of felt like that was he was saying like his head is in the right place, but downstairs not so much. That's okay. kind of what I think he was going. There. Well, that's what I got. I've just yeah. never heard that expression before. So, yeah, um, Mr. Green Jeans character from Captain Kangaroo. So I'm not really sure. Okay. But I, I think the vibe was uh, he's thinking with the wrong part of himself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim says, everyone's allowed to make a mistake. Cue Brenda walking in. Mm -hmm. And she says that she didn't deliver the contracts on time. And Jim's like, you had one job. I know. One well, job. She's like, well, she's like, well, I did just what you said. I went there, but she wasn't there. And he's like, okay, well, did you leave with her assistant? And she's like, eh, she wasn't there either. So it's not like she just came right in and owned it. But yeah, of yeah. course, she she has a similar line of everyone can make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, which then makes Jim have to not fire her, yeah. I guess. Brandon so. and Steve are both like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so he, I would do fire her. He, he doesn't fire her. Daughter or no daughter, she's out. That's yeah. what I say. Yep. Back at the radio station, Donna... Uh, comes in with David for him to do the 2 a.m. shift. And yeah. uh, the, I forget his name already. Howard, Howard. Howard is there and says, oh, Donna, actually, we don't need you for that slot because my girlfriend wants it back. And mm -hmm. so, sorry, she's my girlfriend. So now Donna is slotless. Yeah. Uh, but... David is like, you can do the show with me, but I, then she says she's done with radio for a while. So yep. I guess it yep. didn't matter that David was going to do it alone? I guess not. I guess not. So Donna's out. Hooray. At Maxwell's, Steve goes to see Celeste. Baby voice. Yeah, here it Major is. Major Steve baby voice. So I just want to just forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hate it's it. It's pitiful. He says he was just adjusting to college. And he's really sorry. Yeah. Oh, you really look here as an honor. Yeah, he says he'll pro he promises he'll never hurt her again. Never again. <laughs> and she says if you do, you'll never score another point. She takes hmm. him back. She does. I yeah. say she's too good for him. Definitely. See too you good later. By a long shot. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, in English class, Dan's English uh -huh. class, he's reading, uh -huh. he's reading Andrea's essay out loud. Um, I don't think he says that it's Andrea's. Like, I don't know if everyone knows that it's hers. Wait, I, I mean, when he reads the next one, though, he does say He does, out but then he has, he has Donna come up and read it. So I, I got the sense right. that maybe he was reading it anonymously. Okay. But. That could be. But yeah, yeah, he reads it out loud, and then he says, like, it doesn't sound like it was written by a human being, and kind of, yeah, it tears it down. And then he has Donna come and read hers, and uh, he can see that Andrea is upset. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. Donna's essay was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a pretty good essay. <laughs> Listen, Dan sucks, all right? That's what I'm going to say about this, because one... Andrea should not have walked into a class and been like, what? Surprised that he was there. He absolutely should have been like, hey, I got my, you know, I got the class roster and you're going to be in my class. I hope that's not because they are like too good of friends for that to happen. Yeah. And then for They're him like to They're like BFFs now. Yes, they are. And then for him to, whether or not everybody knows, Andrea knows, 
And to someone that she like likes and respects is up there being like, this sounds like a cold hearted robot wrote this. Not cool. No. And then to roll it into the into a date. Screw you, Dan. Yeah. That's what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, so that's the Get next out of here. <laughs> That's the next scene. So Sorry. Oh, I also had a comment. I really like Andrea's dress in this scene. It was oh, like yeah. blue yeah. and white. I really liked it. Um, yeah, Andrea's got a good vibe. We're less like I know. You know I haven't liked her account. wardrobe in a while. No, so. not since early season one. So she finds she sees Dan sitting on a bench grading papers or something, and is like, "So you hate my writing, huh?" And he starts going on about how she's hiding behind her intelligence, and mm. she's afraid to come out of her shell, or I don't know. It was stupid. Yeah, it was um, stupid. And then I, you know, it's, it's, you're right. It is lame that he rolls this into asking her out, but I think it's a good pickup line as pickup lines go. He says, how are your table manners? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would I be embarrassed to go out to dinner with you tonight? (laughs) Yes. So that would have worked on you in college if somebody came up and. I mean, I think it would depend on the circumstances, but I think it's, I think it's like, I think it's a, a fun line. So. Okay. And she agrees, so they're going out to dinner. They're going out. Yep. Yeah, I think the whole thing's gross. I think the whole thing's gross. Speaking of gross, the last scene of this episode. John comes to see Kelly again. I wrote, ugh, he's so creepy. He is creepy. He's creepy. He is creepy. Stop showing up at our house. He's like, he like sits next to her and like gets super close to her face. and, And she... He's like, you're not telling me no. And she yeah. says, I am. And he says, mm-hmm. well, maybe you think you are. Ugh. And then he kisses her. And then she says, please leave me alone. And then she kisses him back. Yeah. It's very gross. I, I had a it's physical ter- terrible a physical reaction to this kiss. I was like, you ah! you this. <laughs> As soon as you finished this, you were like, that episode really I got I me. texted you immediately, and I was so like... serious, I know. The frick. I know. So, I knew it was yeah. coming. I didn't. I thought, actually, we had a little bit more time until that moment happened. I wish happened, but you no. had more time. Here we are. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I've seen that trailer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that counts. That's something. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was not great. All right, uh, well... 90210 snap what's your 90210 snap i don't know probably that last scene because i reacted so so violently towards it yeah i think you're probably right that was the one in like a like a daytime soap you would have got a lot of like saxophone in the background yeah yeah that's the one (laughs) yeah do you think the episode holds up do you like it (sighs) i don't know it's it's hard to separate like do I like what's going on versus right. is this a good episode? <laughs> because exactly. I feel like with most of the characters right now, I'm just like not liking where they yeah. are, but I feel like they're doing a good job with the show. Like we were saying, I feel like they've transitioned to college nicely. So as far as that's going, I don't feel like the quality of the show is slipping at all. But yeah. I'm I'm frustrated where several with where several of the characters are at. So I know I feel like I feel like structurally a lot of it makes sense independently. But I feel like when you look at the whole thing, to have it be that everybody's storyline is currently unpleasant, I feel like it's just 
I mean, Brandon didn't really have anything to do in here other than just like make excuses for Steve's, you know, piggery. But I just feel like there's no storyline that I'm like excited about or interested to see what happens next. It's like all of these are that story that you kind of need to keep the drama going on without any real like optimistic or, or brighter kind of story that's like really pushing the whole narrative. So I don't know, you know, I kind of talked myself out of giving this one a pass. <laughs> I, I feel a little like the stories are too gloomy. Yeah. You know, gloomy. that's a good, yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. That's a good way. Cause like Steve is just like, I don't know. Sometimes he's a lovable jerk, but I feel like he's just been all jerk this yeah this uh episode I, dylan is just like i don't know like not doing anything except being a jerk towards not a jerk yeah. he's just like he it's it's just like he doesn't care about kelly at all well yeah and he's thoroughly one-dimensional you know what i mean like he yeah. doesn't i don't really think dylan has a story he's yeah. just being like withdrawn yeah so and we didn't even touch on like the politics or anything for Brandon. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't would know. say, I, was, I, I would say wasn't a huge fan of this. Episode. No, I agree. I agree. It, but it, it made me mad. It gave me, yeah, that's true. Gave it, me emotions. Yeah, it, so it succeeded it in that. Because after so, yeah. a whole thing of getting Kelly and Dylan together, all we have had is them cheating on each other. <laughs> true and i sort of feel like that in a way like feels right as far like their relationship trajectory to me seems like if it was it was a real life situation would probably go that way you know but like doesn't mean i want to watch it yeah you know what i mean it's not that i think it's like unrealistic i, I maybe it's too realistic i problem. just feel like they didn't even have like a good period i feel like no. the good period was when they were when in going summer, behind when, Brenda's back, yeah. When, yes, exactly. And then yeah. since they've gotten together, it's been, often, like, not great. I think that's often the case, though, you know, yeah. in, in situations like that. I yeah. just, I think that's usually the way it works. But I'm getting a little tired of it, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what comes of next week. Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, this is the last time I get to say this, by the way. So really soak it in. Okay. I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library, which is airing its final episode shortly after ours will air. Uh, Ooh, and end that's of an it. era. I know. It is. 275 episodes there. But you, if you're already subscribed to that, you can stick with the feed because we've got some new things cooking, but different things, new things. Uh, for the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of Comic Book Coffee Break, where we talk about the latest in our comic book reading journeys every single week. A good one and that's a video okay. one you can watch that yes that's true that is mostly video yeah, yeah. what about you kendra what do you have to do? um i am miss musicbox 91 online and i have a website missmusicbox.com uh for all of your uh crafting needs and when i say yes. that i mean like i make i make things i make things for you <laughs> so like that was clear <laughs> so with christmas coming there are t-shirts oh, yeah. or, or things that you would like, uh, hit up my website. I can, I can make that happen for you. I'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a 90s song. We just recently covered um, the B, I'll call it the B word song by Meredith Brooks, <laughs> um, which by the way, we were trying to figure out, we were trying to figure out 
what 90210 character that would be like their theme song. Oh, what would you say? And then I'll tell you what we settled on. (laughs) I don't, I don't think I know the lyrics enough to, to guess. What did you settle on? Then that's no fun. Well, at first I said maybe Kelly, but then I really think Brenda, but then Eric said Dylan. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) I think that's it. (laughs) Now I got to listen to the song then and decide if that's accurate. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we just did that. And our next song, which uh, the listeners voted in our poll, our latest poll on Twitter is going to be Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Mm. Cherry. Oh, okay. So pretty excited about Exciting. that one. So yeah, uh, look out for more polls and you can help us choose what songs we cover. Join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 4.6, Strangers in the Night. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's good. All right, 902 and here we go. <laughs>